The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Just Another Wild Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. A little bit of a shorter, more subdued intro to this week's episode. Of course, uh, the co-host seat across from me is empty as uh, Nikki is in a different seat, one that is inside of a plane, hurtling her southward to return her to the great state of Texas. I have missed her dearly. Buster and Bonzer have missed her dearly, so we're excited to have her back. Uh, By the time you listen to this, she will be home. Unfortunately for her, she'll be uh, getting ready to go back to work for tomorrow. Definitely not something that she'll be excited about, but hey, if you're going to be a world traveler, got to... uh, Get back on the horse, so to speaking. Get back into work. I know she had a great time with her family uh, and had a wonderful holiday. And I hope that uh, you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. I, of course, was working and busy and excited that that part of my holiday season is over. Looking forward to Christmas back home in Oregon with all of my family. So we'll keep it short and sweet. We'll get you right to this week's episode. I am joined by podcast legend himself and the host of his very own podcast, The Stark Contrast, the one and only Jogpod Hall of Famer, Rod Stark. So we talk about uh, some holiday stuff and uh, what he's got going on with his job with FedEx. Of course, he's moved into peak delivery season. We talk a lot about uh, what's going on with that. Some interesting stuff, some stuff you might want to listen to. And uh, if you're a person that gets a lot of FedEx or UPS or postal service deliveries, you might want to think about some of the things that he has to say. Lots of good stuff to get into. We'll talk some nerdy stuff. We'll talk some serious stuff. Overall, another fun conversation with the Jogpod legend. Without further ado, let's go jogging. Back for the post-Thanksgiving edition of Just Another Why Guys podcast. The legend himself, Rod Stark, joins the program once again. We'll catch up on uh, all the stuff that he had going on for the holidays and the fact that uh, now he is on the other side of the consumer threshold being the man that... So whenever you... Uh, when I, Now you have a face to put with uh, all your Cyber Monday and... Black Friday shopping. The guy that delivers those packages are gentlemen like my friend Rod and his compatriots of the FedEx Empire. I would imagine that uh, your back's already sore, and it's only uh, it's only Monday. Oh yeah. Well, unfortunately, with uh, the way things go with the online shopping stuff, people already ramped up before Black Friday. So oh right. Not so excited. Yeah. It's. We were already setting records before Black Friday hit on the holiday shopping, so the fact that it's here now is not something that I'm personally looking forward to. Now, a, a lot of uh, what what are your most frequent stops? Do you get uh, do you do a lot of houses, or you do more businesses? Well, 
before I was mostly business, they just recently reconfigured my route. And okay. now I'm probably about two thirds are residential. But once now that we're hitting peak, that residential section doubles. So instead of being like 66% of the route, it's like 80 something percent of the route. Once you double all those stops. Wow. Yeah, it gets nuts. Do you, now, obviously, you don't want to say anything that would get yourself in trouble, but do you have any uh, any customers that uh, are a little unruly? Or do you have any, on the other side, do you have any customers that when they see you, they're always like, you know, are a crook with a greeting or those sort of things? No, we always, we tend to focus on the negative, but let's let's maybe talk about the positive. Do you ever have real, like some real nice interactions with people you deliver stuff to? Yeah, uh, surprisingly, it, I'll, I'll make it a sandwich. We'll start with, some positive and then a lot of my routes really like me as a driver and they're always surprised like i've started opening up with some of them about how much i hate my job and they're always super surprised like i thought you love this like you seem like you love your job and you love delivering for fedex and i'm like (laughs) no i i hate this shit more than anything in my life i feel no sense of fulfillment out of it at all it's completely a paycheck it's barely a paycheck and uh yeah i dread getting up in the morning and they're they're all like flabbergasted they're like i thought for sure you love your job (laughs) no that's not your you know that's not your guys' job to deal with me fucking hating it i put out a good face but no i i just can't stand it at all so um yeah most most of my customers that i have a regular interaction with like a lot of the businesses that are on my route. I have almost every day. They've got something coming in and some of the residentials too, where, you know, they're these stay at home housewives and these McMansions that order stuff every fucking day. But a lot of those women are pretty nice. Um, as well as some of the older folks on the route they're they're nice. They, I think they just like somebody to talk to for a second. Sure which can be a negative as well because they don't want you to leave. But right. it's like, hey, bye. You know, I got to get – the only way you're, you're making money is if you're moving. So. Yeah. But <laughs> there are a lot of good, good, nice people that enjoy interactions with me. Uh, there are – it seems like guys in any kind of uh, office building or receptionist are just – they have to be dicks just to be dicks. They see you there. They know you need a signature, and they'll go out of their way to make you wait for a second. And if you're a receptionist, don't make the delivery guy wait. That's the only – his only focus is getting out of there. I know you want to have a power trip, a lot of them, but just let the fucking guy go. He's got to get down the road, especially this time of year. Just, you know, in and out, quick quick stuff. So dealing with those kind of people or – uh, there's there's a probably a handful of customers on my route that don't want you to drive your tr- truck on their driveway, but they'll order shit that's like 150 pounds. And it's like you got to pick if you're gonna order this stuff and you have a half a mile driveway. I'm not walking it. So <laughs> either don't order it or I'm gonna drive on your driveway. There, there's one guy that they order. It seems like every week they order stuff that's over 100 pounds. Yeah, and each time I have to pretend that I've never heard this, this whole spiel about not driving on the driver. I just act surprised. Like, what? Oh, yeah, I'll make sure. But if you're going to order that big of stuff, 
like the first time we had the conversation about the heavy stuff I'm going to drive on your driveway thing, and he didn't pick that up, so I pretend I don't pick up the fact that he doesn't want me to drive on it. <laughs> so <laughs> we have battles like that. And then back to make it a, a you know compliment sandwich there, I do have, especially this time of year, I have certain stops that will offer you, you know, pop, uh, coffee, or, uh, you know, just a bottle of water. So there are good people out there. They realize that it sucks. I mean, today was the first, I'd say the first heavy, heavy snow that we had in Michigan. We have a little, little bit of snow, but this, we got pounded. The schools are all closed and all that kind of shit. So people were really nice today. Uh, but other than that, it, like the customers aren't the pain in the ass part about the job. Right. Actually, FedEx. And I'm sure, from what I've heard, UPS is the same way. The post office is the same way. It's dealing with the shit in the morning of trying to make sure your truck's loaded right. Because we don't load our own, own trucks. There's, you know, mostly college kids that do it. Right. And uh, making sure that they actually scan all the packages. Because that'll, if you don't know what's on your truck and then you got to try to go back and service it, it makes it pain in the ass. But I, I guess I'm getting kind of in the minutia there. But overall, the customers aren't the problem. It's the corporation, which. It's pretty much every job I've ever had. <laughs> That's uh, you. You mentioned the college kids. I know when I was uh, when I was going to radio broadcasting school, they had a lot of um, people that would come and do like job fairs and stuff like that for people that were looking for like part time jobs and stuff like that to, you know, if they needed money while they were in school. And FedEx and UPS were were one of the companies, or a couple of the companies that would come in and and uh, and do that, and they would. They were always looking for people, you know, on the holidays to work overnights to, you know, load trucks and stuff like that. I think a couple of kids did it, but I, uh, I was, I was, I was a blackjack dealer, so I didn't need to do that sort of stuff. But uh, I know that a couple kids took advantage of of those opportunities, and I mean, nothing against them, but I don't think I would want any of them uh, uh, loading or unloading any packages that I ordered. So, no, there. I think if people saw how the behind the scenes in some of these places would be like, I've never ordered stuff online again. I'm surprised <laughs> that anything fragile makes it, but such is life. So with the ramp up of the uh, holiday shopping season, obviously that uh, ramps up the amount of time that, uh, that you're out there working and, and the packages that you deliver. But uh, Thursday of course was uh, Thanksgiving did you uh, did you get Friday off, or did you have to go right back to work? No, we we right back to work. Like that's Black Friday is like the official kickoff to our peak season. Right. So once that hits, it's everybody's on six days a week, no matter what. And the only reason I think they give us Sunday off is so it resets our driver clock because you can only work some or drive so many hours in a week. Right. But if you take a day off. It resets that clock. Yep. So technically, you can work seven days a week, but it messes everything up on trying to make sure your hours are set. So, yeah, no, they from now on it's Sunday, and that's it through Christmas, which we'll have to work Christmas Eve for sure. Yeah. To get those last packages out. So, any of you that are out there listening that are doing your shopping, shop early, get it done, so you know Rod can go home and be with his family on Christmas Eve. You bastards. But I guess that exactly. only helps. I guess that I guess that only helps if you live in Michigan. 
Right. One small area of Grand Rapids, Michigan. But in general, like these drivers, just be nice to them. Offer them a bottle of water. Most of the time we'll turn it down anyways. But just that that little kind of gesture there um, is nice. Also, a lot of people don't think about it, but if you have a regular FedEx driver that's dropping off every day, it's a pretty good idea to give them a holiday tip. That is something we do get from, I'd say, about 50-50 on the customers. But, you know, if it's an everyday customer, yeah. it should be t- it's just like a garbage guy or whatever else. And people don't think about it because they're like, oh, well, it's just a delivery service. Well, if we're there every day, come on. So now be kind, you, especially you, if you're you, loaded. You, you'd, you'd enjoy your gratuity. Now, of course, uh, in the form of cash is fine. But uh, any of the, are there any of those uh, hot housewives that uh, you would uh, accept other forms of payment from? <laughs> I I would not personally, just because I don't mix business and pleasure. But I have had uh, housewives answer the door in robes with nothing else. Okay. And I I'd say out of I've had it happen maybe ten times, and half of them were people you'd want to see, and half of them were not. Right. Uh, and the last one was an old dude. He <laughs> was, was like probably eighty years old and had nothing but a towel that he was holding over his junk. And then he was trying to sign for a pack because I won't uh, knock her. I, I, I try not to uh, interact with a uh, residential customer unless they need to sign. So he had a sign. So he's holding the towel with one hand as he's trying to sign on the thing. I'm like, have a nice day. <laughs> I'm trying to get the hell out of here before I see something I don't want to. I've also seen a couple of ladies, that their, their hangers are just uh, out in the breeze. But uh, no, the the gratuity is better off with the cash or gift cards. There you sure. go. Um, so, what did you uh, did you get together with family for Thanksgiving this year? What was the uh, stark the stark plan for uh, for the holiday? Uh, we w- we went over to my mom and dad's house and just did it was them my brother my younger brother Brandon that lives with them and then myself and Liam got dropped off just before we ate. So just the, a small Thanksgiving, I brought the cheesecake and my mom cooked a nice Thanksgiving meal. So it was, they only lived like maybe 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. with that. So no real holiday commute. I drive enough during the week. So you had a nice, uh, just a nice quiet Thanksgiving. That's uh that's not a bad way to go. I, of course, um, for those of you that listen to the podcast regularly, I worked on Thanksgiving. Uh, I did my six to six, and uh, thankfully it was uh, pretty quiet, not to, not a lot of drama. And then uh, came home and uh, snuggled with Buster for a while, and uh, and turned in early. Nikki is uh, enjoying some time with her family. She's actually, as we record this, sitting in Terminal Two of the Minneapolis Airport, waiting to uh, to board her flight back here to Houston. And uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, she'll uh, be back home. And uh, unfortunately, she's bringing some of that uh, cold uh, Minnesota weather with her. They're talking about it being back down into the uh, 30s with windchill. Uh, it's so weird to think about windchill in Houston, but uh, this will be the third time already, uh, even though it's not officially winter yet, that uh, we've had winter weather. Not uh, particularly enjoying that. I much prefer the... Uh, the kind of weather that you experienced when you were here uh, this summer, where it's uh, nice and warm and the sun's out. 
And uh, so I'm going to have to bundle up as I head to the airport here in a little while. It's going to be 42 degrees when I go pick her up tonight. I mean, I realize it's not snow in Michigan weather, but for, uh, for Houston, not a lot of fun for uh, this time of year. Yeah, it's chilly, 42, huh? Yeah, it's, right now it's 30 degrees in Michigan, and we got eight inches of snow last night Ooh. into this morning. So a little bit cooler up here. So eight inches of snow, I mean, that doesn't really sound like a lot of snow for Michigan. Is Does it seem like their schools are more and more cautious about having kids come to school when it snows even – you know, I mean, eight inches of snow. I mean, it's still a significant snowfall, but you know, it seems like you hear, "Oh, back in my day, we would have just been expected to show up and all that sort of stuff." But have you seen a trend? Does it seem like they are are quicker to call off school than they used to be? I think a lot of it depends on the superintendent. Yeah, I know when I was a kid, we had a superintendent that came. I feel like he was from Alaska, but anyways, he was from a uh, area that had a ton of snow too so he drove a four-wheel drive truck lived local in inside the city limits and he had the motto of he could make it to school so could everybody else so we never canceled back then but there were other schools that did i've noticed it, it has picked up a little bit but i think overall it's not crazy high on the number of days like especially liam's school they don't really cancel that much the key to it is though if it's a ton right in the early morning right so there's not time to plow it like if this would have came all like eight o'clock last night instead of overnight Mm -hmm. i think they would have had school but getting a ton of it plus this is like heavy sloppy snow so it's just a a total mess this morning the old the old heart attack snow oh yeah oh yeah and there, there were a ton of people out shoveling not enough but for the route itself, but in general, there are a ton of people trying to push this stuff around. Um, funny thing, you mentioned wind chill. Uh, I was an adult before I realized it was wind chill and not windshield temperature. I always thought people were saying windshield temperature, like the temperature on your windshield. I, I don't know. Uh, one of those things that a blonde moment until I was older and then i was watching the weather on the news and i was like what the hell wind chill like is that what people have been saying all this time and got got corrected but yeah i made it to adulthood living in michigan before i realized what wind chill was it's funny i would say like maybe once a month or so there'll be something that will like finally click in my brain or i'll realize that i've been thinking about something that i thought was one way but it's a totally different thing like and i'll just be like um, do I admit that I didn't know that that was right? Or do I just keep that to myself? <laughs> it's like, um, I, I, don't, uh, I think I'll just hold, I think I'll just hold on but... to that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I've changed over the, the last few years. I used to be like that. I was just like, eh, I'm never telling anybody. Now I'm like, ah, fuck it. Everybody <laughs> can know. It's funny. Uh, oh, Okay. So I did post uh, if there's any questions, and this does actually lead into um, a couple of things that uh, that I wanted to talk about. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Thanksgiving. Now, do you have any like 
like real strong Thanksgiving memories where you like look back and you're like, oh, I remember you know this Thanksgiving like this really cool thing happened, or is uh, Thanksgiving kind of just a more like chill holiday for you guys? Um, yeah, it's always been just kind of the only the main thing I remember about Thanksgiving is relatives always yelling. Right. There's always somebody that would end up yelling at our Thanksgiving, but overall, like there was nothing super crazy. We all lived pretty especially back then all lived pretty local like within an hour of each other so there's nobody that you hadn't seen in forever that you got to see that you really wanted to see or something right but yeah it was always like overall decent food and just seeing each other and seeing cousins and stuff but nothing super exciting never happened on thanksgiving so you and i we um, I think I'm pretty sure like last week was like 10 years of us, like officially knowing each other. Cause I know I was posting something. I, yeah, I, I, I had some, I, I had some Facebook memories that we're talking about that I was in Chicago, uh, for a wrestling show and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure like last weekend or sometime in the last week is like the, like 10 years ago of us officially meeting each other. Uh, an official decade of dominance. Right. Exactly. So we didn't we didn't meet each other on social media, but we did kind of our our internet can be traced through our our, rela- our friendship can be traced through internet connections. Um, you know, as as we've talked about before, uh, us both having a mutual friend in, in Jay, um, and that's a thread that uh, has continued in my life where I've you know interacted with people on the internet and then uh, met them in real life. So we're talking about Thanksgiving memories. It's it's interesting. I have two people that I'm 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 fairly close with. One, they both actually have been on this podcast. Uh, Marty, who's uh, done a couple episodes of the Cocktail Hour, uh, and my friend Kylie, uh, who lives up in Nebraska, uh, big wrestling fan. Both of them were big Ralphie May fans, uh, and that's how I actually got to know both of them uh, was through Ralphie's Twitter. Now, what's interesting about this is they both made fairly significant thanksgiving memories this week as they both got engaged um not to each other to two separate people kylie lives like i said in nebraska marty of course lives here in houston um but on back-to-back days um they they got engaged over this this holiday weekend now what's interesting kylie um it's so great that that she has found uh someone that uh, she feels like she can have a solid relationship with um you know, if you go and, and follow her Twitter account, she's had a lot of struggles the last year or so. But even going back further than that, the whole reason that I even knew about her was Ralphie was trying to get her laid on Twitter. He would always make jokes about, oh, we need to help her catch a stabbing and all this sort of stuff. And he would he would retweet her stuff and she would say funny things. And I followed her and then we started interacting. And uh, in fact, I think it was three years ago or maybe i can't remember i i know i posted on on facebook but um of actually meeting her in person when uh when i went up to a show in wichita uh with another friend of mine nate and we actually i met actually met kylie in person at that time and uh he ralphie was still trying to do what he could to uh to help her get laid so i just figured it was in, i just thought it was interesting that two people that i met through social media on twitter they were both big fans of ralphie may both got engaged on the same weekend and uh that just uh, it was a heart a heartwarming story and a definitely one of those things where 
you've made a Thanksgiving memory for a lot of people. Is it, it that just seems like it just seems like a really weird coincidence, doesn't it? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. I I remember seeing interactions with Kylie and actually um, tweeted back and forth with her a couple times too. Back when she was in the rut. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. The two separate, completely separate individuals got you know had the same great event over Thanksgiving weekend. You know, now that now that she's they, now that she's I don't engaged, know Marty either, but. Yeah, Marty's Marty's a big Marty's a big fan of Rod. He always calls you Stark, though, which I find which I find funny, because I I don't know anyone else that calls you Stark. But every time he texts me about you, he says Stark. Like, really, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm recording a I, podcast. I was kind of upset. I was a little upset once I got back and then listened to your guys' cocktail hour that my path did not cross with Marty when we were down there because seems like a legit guy. Yeah, I mean, it certainly could have. But uh, we were busy uh, th- uh, for a lot of the time when you were here, so <laughs> unfortunately, it, it didn't work out. Um, but uh, next time that you visit, we'll we'll definitely make that happen. Uh, okay, sure, so sure. so uh, I had posted about asking questions. So, and the reason I brought up the Kylie thing was she uh, asked uh, a question, and she wants to know how does she survive asking people asking her when the wedding date is and even though she just got the ring. So how did, how is she going to get through? Well, there, I mean, I have a couple suggestions. Do you have any suggestions? I mean, you've, you've been through this a couple times, so. <laughs> I've got some experience on the, the whole uh, <laughs> you do have some, married thing. You do have some experience. Well, I, I take it that they don't have a date yet. They just... Well, I mean, got they literally, they literally got open. engaged like on Black Friday, I think. Or no, was it? I'd have to go back and look at the exact date. Yeah, I, but you can't you can't fault people for. I mean, that's obviously the first follow up question when somebody says they're engaged. I would just you know leave it pretty pretty open. It, it's it's just part of the game. Like you signed up, you know, once you're engaged. But if people are like over the top and assholes about it, just she seems like she can uh, be a little spunky herself, so she could, you know, throw it back at him. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think she's just more uh, worried about. Uh, she doesn't want. I, th- I think she doesn't want to snap at someone. She, so, so I think she's looking for suggestions on how to deal with it. Oh, gotcha. And just so I, just so I get the date correct, she got engaged on Wednesday. Uh, this past Wednesday, which was also her birthday, so Thanksgiving memory and a birthday memory. Man, I love. I know so many people that are born in November. Man, you're man. All you that have November birthdays. I know I made this joke with Skyler last week, but you know, shout out to your parents for uh, having all that uh, dirty uh, Valentine's Day sex. <laughs> but uh, getting it busy. Um, so so when I ask you this question it, it leads me it leads me to experience that I know you have which is I don't know maybe just run off and get married and don't tell anyone that it's going to happen <laughs> exactly eloping is not a bad thing especially in Vegas it was fun I mean it doesn't bode well for a long term marriage but the wedding was fun <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good vacation Indeed, sir, indeed. So she, uh, yeah. So she's worried about uh, how she survives. Um, I, 
I think really when you tell people, when they ask, you know, you just got to be honest with them. You know, hey, we just, you know, this just happened. You know, we're not really sure. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you tell them to mind their own fucking business. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Or just, just, you know, we, we're not rushing. We, we're going to do it right. Well, I mean, I can't speak. I mean, I can't. I, I'm pretty sure that Kylie's not Russian, but I don't know about her boyfriend. Yeah, maybe it'll be next week. You don't know. No, you missed Ru- Russian, like uh, oh, right. Rus- a Russian. Uh, yeah, is she getting married to Putin? <laughs> no, that that I can confirm is not happening. She is not marrying Putin. So I would definitely go. <laughs> I would totally, if I got invited, I would definitely go if she was marrying Vladimir Putin. That would, I think that party would be, uh, would be, would be pretty interesting. Big, uh, big doings, uh, in the world of, uh, fantasy football. You have an outside chance to get your second win of the, uh, of the season tonight. Although, uh, our, my good friend Pablo still has uh, a couple people to, uh, to play tonight. What, uh, the projection doesn't look good, but. Hey, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, it could have ended a lot worse than it might. So I'm I'm looking at the positive. I still got a fighter's chance. That's right. You're still you're not dead yet. Unless we go on the total season, then I'm I'm pretty much dead. <laughs> well, yeah. Dead I mean, that, in that in that <laughs> in that spot, you're screwed. But you know what? Uh, what else can you do? Really, you just you just go out there and you keep trying and you keep doing the best that you can do. You uh Oh, wait a second. I'm I'm disrespecting you. This would be your th- if you could somehow manage to win, this would be your third win. My third win. I've got two wins. I think you're looking at the wrong person. No. You won week 10 against Jared. I did? I thought I lost that one. No, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so you won week eight I, against Jennifer and James. Yeah, I knew that one. And week ten, you beat Jared one eighteen to one hundred one. Nice. That was a, a Monday win too. Then. You know why? You probably don't know that. It's because I haven't. Uh, I've not been doing a very good job of uh, posting things on the Facebook page. Yeah, you've been slacking as the. Uh... The league leader. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not very good at this sort of thing. I'm. Uh, I'm sweated out because there's a there's a possibility that uh, I may miss the playoffs. I really got to win next week uh, to secure my spot. I. You know why else? I'm. You know, you know, the other reason that I'm really terrible as a league manager is that I didn't realize that the way that I that the playoffs were set up is that it's just the top four teams that make it and they play they play each other two weeks in a row. So you got to. Uh, oh, that's weird. So you got to get uh, a collective two-week win against uh, against one team, and then a collective two-week uh, win against the other team. So, I, uh, yeah, I thought it was a. All the other leagues I've ever played in were like a single elimination thing. So that was a new wrinkle that I noticed uh, about two weeks ago, and was like, oh, well, that's. So was that something you could have? Could you? Could you have changed it, or that's just the way ESPN does their thing? Uh, I mean, I think I could change it. I think that's just the standard ESPN format. Gotcha. So, I uh, I guess I should have paid a little bit of closer attention. But 
right now, as things stand, uh, I would I would be in the playoffs. I would be the fourth seed. I would be taking on Travis inwards. And then the other matchup would be an inter-house matchup between Chris Urban and Amber Urban to battle each other for uh, for a spot. So that uh, that could be heated if it's a head-to-head matchup between yeah. a husband and wife for two weeks. I, I think there might be a little tension in that house those two weeks leading into Christmas. Maybe maybe we should just close the uh, – close the fantasy football out and so as to save uh that marriage i think it could be a little dangerous <laughs> just let them uh both forfeit so one of the things that happens on that? yeah i don't know uh, probably not we uh one of the big things that happens on thanksgiving of course is the the three well now it's three nfl football games and it seems like um every time they it's a big production now, and of course you're familiar with this because you're from Michigan. It's a tradition that uh, the Detroit Lions uh, lose. I mean, play on uh, on Thursday of Thanksgiving. <laughs> we, uh, but it seems more and more there's um, they they hire people to do like performances. You know, the the musical performance at halftime, kind of like a mini Super Bowl show. But it seems like more and more of these um, people that do these are are limps are lip syncing, and then also uh, people are lip syncing like during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Do do we care that people are lip syncing during these performances? I'm not a huge fan of lip syncing unless they're also doing some kind of a dance number. You know what I mean? Like if if it's right. just they're stepping around doing pretty much nothing except for what they would normally do when they sing, then they, I think they need to be singing. But if it's like in sync or, you know, that level of dancing type thing. Right. And it's an event like that. I can see how they would lip sync. Cause you're, you're just moving too much and there's too many moving parts, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of the lip syncing. I don't, I don't love the lip syncing when it's an indoor event when it's like inside the stadium that sort of thing unless you like you said it was is for big dance numbers the the place where i understand lip syncing um is is during the outdoor like during that macy's thanksgiving day parade when it's you know 30 degrees outside and that sort of stuff having having a wife that's been a vocalist and knowing how hard it is for her to keep her throat warmed up um to be able to you know sing uh, and and be, you know, at at a at an adequate performance level. When it's that cold out there, that can have a real negative effect on their ability to perform. And so, like, which which side do you want to take? Do you want to take the tact of, oh, I'm a performer, I have to sing live, but then the cold affects you and you have a bad performance, which then people are going to make fun of you for anyway. Or do you just go and do? You know, you do the voiceover track and, you know, you're just giving the people the show. It, not to mention the fact that it's a free parade. It's not like these people are paying money for this. Exactly. It's a free event. They're not the main focus anyways. They're just a part of it. So I, I think that you're right. That's the way to go on it. I, I, just, I just feel like if it's going to be a detriment to a person's ability to perform, like, who gives a shit? Half the people that half the people that put out albums nowadays, 
their albums are so produced anyway that it's probably not the way they sound. So they're going to be singing to tracks their whole lives. So who gives a shit? The whole world, the whole world's fake anyway. Why do we care that our music is also not sang? There you go. Wow, that that took a dark turn there for a second. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of a dark turn, um, there's uh, some serious news stories that have been going on. Do, should we should we get into the fact that uh, U.S. Border Patrol agents decided it was a good idea to fire tear gas into Mexico? Yeah, let's get on it. I've been fighting with people over the issue uh, pretty much all day in between stops. So, what's uh, so so give it. give give me your take on this? Okay, I I'm all for having strong borders. I'm not one of the people that are like, oh, you know, we should have open borders. We should uh, eliminate ICE, all this, you know, this far left talk. But there was no need to shoot tear gas into a crowd that involved children. They were on the Mexican side of the fence. It's a barbed wire fence. I, I do understand closing the port of entry, at least temporarily, while there was a mob, you know, like that. Because it, it did, if you watch the video, they did get into a mob stance of approach. So yeah, close it down temporarily. Do what you got to do. But to shoot tear gas over the border into Mexico, I think to to start with, it's asinine. But then to do it when you see the women and children, and the, the excuse that I've heard from people on the far right is that they were given warning. They warned them. And that they put the women and children out front because they wanted to bait, you know, to make it look worse. They, these guys had put the women and children out front instead of the guys in the front. And even if you give them that and they say this is all, they were all doing that on purpose. They put the women and children up front. They weren't listening to the order. Still 100% in the wrong for U.S. officials to shoot tear gas yeah. into a crowd. So so here's here's money. here's a couple of the things that I have an issue with. So one um I I want to make sure that because I didn't understand this fully. There's a lot of people that have said that it was the US military that was doing this. It's it's not the US military. The they are the US military is down there and and providing support and logistics help uh to the border patrol, but what happened um at the border with the tear gas was not military. However, you're talking about the U.S. Border Patrol, which is a domestic uh, law enforcement agency. They are allowed to engage in domestic law enforcement. That's fine. However, these people are not in the U.S. Therefore, them firing tear gas over an international border is illegal. I don't, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. What they did was illegal because, for one, um, you can use tear gas in a domestic law enforcement situation. That's legal in the U.S. You can use it to disperse crowds. That's, that's fine. They're, they're, they would be within their rights to use that tactic if those people were in the U.S., which is what they want to be because they are legally seeking asylum, which, by the way, not illegal to seek to try to come into the country. You are allowed to seek asylum. We've somehow turned this into what these people are doing is illegal. Not the case. Secondly, 
using tear gas in international in an international distur- disturbance like this is an illegal act. They violated the law by using this because you can't you can't just shoot tear gas into another country. It's literally like you. The fundamental problem is that U.S. and Mexico are dealing with this incredible crisis, and for some reason, they decided to lob tear gas over the border into Mexico. It's one, it looks bad. Two, it's illegal. And three, it just continues to fuel both sides of the issue because the right will say, hey, look, they're trying to get over here anyway. It's just, you know, literally just fulfilling everything that they want to believe that uh, that Trump has told them that, oh, hey, look, they're going to do anything they can to get into the country. But at the same time, this this is a humanitarian crisis, one of which we are going to probably get it wrong, as we so often do. Literally, it's people that want to have a better life, and they've been demonized for political gain. And it's just, it's an abomination on so many sides. And of course, all that's really happening is people are yelling at each other on social media, which is basically, you know, where we are in this country is, let's just yell at each other. But with, without the actual facts at all, like yeah, that that's been on both sides, like a hundred percent. This one way, way more on the right on this one trying to defend this. It's like, and when they when I've seen the arguments online, it there's no they don't acknowledge that there's any other solutions in between. Be it either being we had to tear gas them or we have open borders. It's like. No, idiots. Like, there's so many other options that are, should be on the table that you're not looking at because you think that the only two choices are open borders or we're completely justified in tear gassing these individuals. And it's, where, it's, where along the line did we lose? Out. Where along the line did we lose nuance in this country? There's there's literally no nuance in any argument ever. It's either. You think either you believe it my way or you're an idiot. Like, well, I don't understand how we've gotten to this point. I think in when it comes to political stuff, it was the early 90s, uh, especially with Newt Gingrich. If you look back at how he approached it, he would attack even people on the right, and he made it uh, completely... There were only two sides. There were no shades of gray. If you didn't go completely the way that the staunch Republicans went, you were the enemy. And then instead of combating that with centrist views and crossing the aisle, which some there were politicians that did, and I, I feel like uh, McCain was one of those. But overall, the the left, the, first of all, the left kind of lost their ass for a minute when Gingrich did that. So instead of looking at it, the whole situation, they started doing the same thing on the other side. And then it just, it's, it's just ramped up over time. And now we've dumbed it down with the whole Trump thing on top of it. So it's just, there, there, there is no shades of gray. There is no nuance. It's black or white. And there, 
more and more divisive. And then to add on top of that social media where it's an echo chamber and these algorithms are making it seem like everybody agrees with you completely because you're getting reaffirmed with that same belief. And then if you turn on the TV to these news channels, they're geared towards you. So you're going to watch the, the news channel that is geared towards your thought. And it just creates that it's reaffirming inaccurate information on both sides. Like you're, you're hearing what you want to hear. And then it's being reaffirmed. You're like, Oh yeah, they said that on the news. I already thought that they're reaffirming that. So it must be true. So these other people are just idiots or they're against the country. And I, I've seen that. I would say more on the right, but I do see it on the far left too with the social justice stuff. So. Yeah. And, and of course to go back to the border issue, Basically, it seems like the idea is if we keep them away from crossing the border, then we actually don't have to hear their claims for asylum. Whereas if they actually put a foot into our country, then we are required to listen to to them seeking asylum. We can't just turn them away. If they actually have entered the country to seek asylum, you know, by law, they're not be, they're not allowed to be turned away. So they're they're working in concert with Mexican officials to keep them on that side of the border so as to avoid hearing any of these claims because, you know, obviously they're just all terrible people and we can't let any of them in because, you know, obviously they just want to ruin our country. Well, the thing is, though, if if you were under the um, belief that none of these people should enter the country and you were trying to do it in a way that doesn't make you look like a total idiot like we do right now as we're, you know, tear gassing children, the the way that they could have accomplished this in a in a better way is to work with the Mexican officials when they when they started getting unruly arrested all the guys that were doing that on the Mexican side, separate them out and then only let in the, the women and children or the people that weren't to, to the border to get the, the port of entry. The problem now is they've closed the port of entry. They've tear gas children. So there's no legal process to get these people. And they tried to argue that the problem was that they weren't going to go through a port of entry. Now they tried they were blocked. We look like the bad guys, no matter what. So they've tilted it completely towards the other side. Like, even if you go with their belief uh, that not all these people should be let in and that there's bad hombres in this group, you've completely negated all that by doing what you've done. So I don't think either way, like even if you are on the right, I don't think you accomplish anything by what was done this last week. It's just also frustrating. And and I saw someone on Twitter say something yeah. that, that we need to, we need to no longer say things to the effect of stop. This isn't America because unfortunately this is America. What we need to stop doing is stop this from continuing to happen so that maybe we have a chance to, to, you know, to be a beacon of hope that we used to be in this world. Like I, I don't necessarily buy into all of the hype of like, Oh, we are like the, the best and the greatest of all time and all this sort of stuff. 
there's a lot of shitty places in this world that people can come here and have great opportunities. Many of those people uh, are the reason that, that, that we're even here in this country to begin with people that came to this country to seek a better life and, you know, to not be demonized because they were all, you know, we're somehow going to just create uh, terrorism any, anywhere they show up. So the, I feel like there's an opportunity we can get back to, you know, being a light that says, Hey, you can come here. You could still have an opportunity to do great things, but they just, it seems like everyone is being demonized. Like anyone that wants to try to come to this country is somehow going to make our country worse. Like it's just, I don't understand why we have to demonize people. And I, I mean, I understand, but I understand what they're doing. They're using it for political gain. It's all, it's all a ploy because they, no one gives a shit that's listening at this point it's all fucking stupid all i know is that we're continuing to fuck this thing up and it just keeps getting worse and we have to continue to fight and hopefully at some point you know things will be a little less shitty I, i do think that we have when it comes to the immigration stuff we've got this nostalgia especially when people talk about oh it used to be better if you look back, it wasn't. They were really bad to immigrants that were Jewish, Irish. They sent them through Ellis Island. They treated them like shit. It's changed, but it was never that great. Like, no, if absolutely. You look at the immigration issue. But they were always had a problem with it. But they, they were given. We've never they, fixed it, and they, that's why it's so bad. But they were given. People were still had the opportunity to get into the country as opposed to being told you can't come here at all. And we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't want you because you're going to. Then, back then we would just, as a country, we would just use them as poor labor. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like now, now there's too many um, OSHA and civil rights and stuff like that that they can't use people like that. So now they're like, oh, we'll just stop letting them in. So I don't know. We could dive into a class thing, but I don't think it's the time for it right now. And I've had a couple glasses of whiskey. So let's <laughs> <laughs> transition. Uh, speaking of, let's, let's, let's really get into something that, uh, that people will be excited to hear us talk about. Uh, apparently, you know, if you've been following this story, there's a group of, of uh, kids in Wisconsin and uh, if you look at the uh, picture, you'll be shocked to learn that they're all white. Um, allegedly uh, stood on the steps in a pre-prom photo and, uh, and were giving the Nazi salute. Um, and it came out uh, today that the, schools, the school district will not be punishing any of the teenagers uh, who allegedly uh, were doing the salute. Of course, the, uh, the person that took the picture uh, was an adult by the name of a parent uh, named Peter Gust claimed the boys were just waving goodbye in the photo. Um, of course, one of the teens in the picture, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Blue, uh, who can be seen in the upper right-hand corner of the picture uh, with a look on his face that says, I really don't want to fucking be here, uh, says that he felt upset, unsafe, disappointed, and scared, and he felt unsafe because he goes to school with them and doesn't believe in what they represented and the symbol that they shared and uh, that they knew it was wrong, but they still did it. Uh the uh, superintendent of the school district is basically saying it would be uh, infringing on the First Amendment rights of the uh, the kids to punish them for doing this. Um, 
I mean, I know people that have gotten detention for wearing Hooters t-shirts. Um, I know people that uh, have gotten detention for saying things that they're not supposed to say. Um, so apparently they're okay with with this happening or they just don't want to deal with I, – I, I don't understand what's happening here. Now, I don't – honestly, I don't care that they're not getting punished. I just think that it's a real – sad that it's uh, that this is a first amendment of students rights that they you know they do all these kids are fucking idiots is what it comes down to now so yeah they're obviously idiots and they knew what they were doing and the fact that the one parent tried to cover the guy that took the photo tried to cover it up by saying they were waving his his ass man but uh now they weren't actually at a school function though when this happened right uh, do, 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 do. let's see. Photographed in a pre-prom photo. Uh, it is unclear where they are actually at and where the picture was taken. So, if yeah, I mean, if it's outside of a school, like if it's not on school grounds and not at, you know, if they're going, if they're on the way to a school function, but it, like if they were at the prom in a school-sanctioned event, I would have a bigger problem with this. I think all this just goes to show you is that there's a generation of kids that probably don't understand what that really means and or don't care. Probably the same way that a lot of young people feel free to use the N-word um, when they don't understand the actual context and the actual power of that word. Um, they just have heard it on rap songs and think that it's okay to say. Um I mean, I don't know. This just this just feels like another one of those stories that is just clickbaity and like, oh, why shouldn't we? Why should we not be punishing these kids and whatever? But I don't know. It just seems stupid. Like, why don't you just give give them all like two days of detention and move on? I don't understand why it need to be a ten day investigation. Or even better, have them actually research and write a paper about why the Nazis were such a evil organization. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the, the real person to focus on here is the guy taking the picture. Like as an adult with a bunch of kids to not only see them do that, think it's all right. And then try to cover up for it. Like what a piece of shit. Like the, obviously stupid on the kids part. They should know better. They obviously knew what it meant. I don't think they grasp how deep that actually, you know, what what evil that actually means. Most of them, so maybe have them do research paper. But take a look at this fucking guy that you know, as, as a parent, because he's one of the parents of one of the kids, right? Yeah. I, don't, I assume he's not just some random guy that was passing by and <laughs> no, said, hey, I'll no. take a <laughs> Nazi picture if you guys want to salute. Uh, you know, I, I mean, no, there. Legally, there's nothing. It is a First Amendment thing, but First Amendment doesn't cover the fact that there can be, you know, personal ramifications. Like, fuck that guy. If if he worked for me, he'd be fired. Like, you know what I mean? You're showing bad moral compass if you're doing that kind of thing. And as a pr- private company, he could be fired for something like yep. that. That's that's the so thing that continually that nice that's the thing that continually pisses me off about people that claim First Amendment rights. You have the right to say anything that you want. 
You can say it. There's nothing in that amendment that protects you from someone taking an action against the thing that you say. If it violates, any, you know, it, that doesn't protect you from not being fired from your job. All it, it's it's to it, the First Amendment is to not be infringed upon by the government. Exactly. Which I I would uh, I would say that there should be more looked into to some of these uh, large platforms like Facebook when it comes to First Amendment. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're not government, but when it when it's to the level that it's a utility like that, I think we need to do some more digging. But that's another. You know, another topic for another day. Like literally, yeah, I, literally, the, the Constitution it, reads as follows: Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Nowhere in that does that say, if I say something real fucking stupid, that someone can't fire me for that, or that I can't be taken to task for that, or I can't, you know, that's... People need to understand what this shit actually means. Well, and not only that, it it has been ruled that in the school setting, that their students don't have full First Amendment, Amendment rights. So in the, in the guise of a school-sanctioned event, which you said that you're not sure exactly where they were, hasn't been determined exactly where they were when they took the photo, there could be ramifications there. And it's not infringing upon that right to say that all those students are required to do some kind of a research paper. Do I, do I think they should be expelled or something? That having Obviously not. I don't think that you should derail somebody's whole life over something stupid like that. But they should have something to kind of strain them out. And I would definitely, if I was one of the other parents, I would be so fucking pissed off at that, that guy that took the picture. A hundred percent. Obviously I'd be mad at my kid, but I'd be more pissed off at that guy. And I, and I, I really like your idea about the fact that they should, you know, have to like write some sort of paper or something like that. That, you know, cause the more I, you know, I said send them to detention, which the more I think about it, that's not going to do anything. But maybe if they were put in a situation where they needed to learn from this and actually maybe grow as a person so they're not an asshole for the rest of their lives, like, you know, me. So we'll, uh, <laughs> and, you know, even make them watch some documentaries of what the Nazis actually did. To, you know, show what you're supporting when you do that salute. But. Exactly. So let's, uh, you know, we've we've done a couple of serious things here. We'll uh, we'll wrap up and uh, talk about some fun stuff. Now, I'm trying to remember. Have you do you you've done the list, correct? I have done the list. You have done the list. Do you have any uh, corrections or any new additions to your list as of late? You know, it's an ever-evolving thing. It's not It's not a static thing. You can always uh, have revisions. I know we're going to have my sister on again because uh, she she uh, realized that after the fact and after hearing it when she only could come up with Jack Black that she really would like another crack at, at uh, giving us her list. So we'll give her that opportunity pretty soon. But uh, you, you, got, uh, you got any uh, changes or anyone you want to add? I, I love that my list of guys beat her list of guys objectively. Right. Exactly. The fact that Chris is worth <laughs> nothing against Jack Black. He he seems like a cool guy, but I mean, come on. 
But uh, no, one one addition to my list, and she's a professional wrestler. I should have had her on the list before, but I definitely uh, over the last uh, you know couple weeks, she's she's solidified her place on the list, and that's Becky Lynch. Oh, okay. I've always had a thing for her. Always loved the redhead, loved the Irish accent, but over I think it was about a week and a half ago on Raw, she got a stiff punch from uh, Nia Jax, broke her nose, and uh, got roughed up a bit. But just oh man, I don't know what I'm not usually a, a blood guy like that's not a turn on, but how uh, how tough and tumble she was on top of that accent. Becky Lynch is definitely on the list. So you you want a piece of the man? I do want a piece of the 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 fact that she's the man too. Uh, yeah, it is. It is definitely pretty, on the list. Though. It is pretty fantastic that uh, that she's on. Uh, she's she's really taken uh, her character to a to a different level. As I've said uh, many times in the last uh, month, couple months, I'm not really watching the shows. I you know I'll occasionally cl- click on a clip here on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but uh, definitely the sentiment on social media is that uh becky lynch is in fact the man indeed she's i'd say she's the most over person in wwe right now male or female top to bottom she's the most over good for her good for her now of course uh last week i talked to my cousin skylar i'm a little bit nervous about the fact that uh it's possible that none of the members of the elite are going to be on this madison square garden show that i bought these tickets for i'm uh a little bit, a uh, little bit freaked out by that. Yeah. So, so do you think they're not going to be on the show? I, I don't know. Um, in the uh, in the Observer this week, um, there's talk about them actually starting their own promotion, um, uh, called All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, with a, a Middle Eastern guy, right? Uh, so it's uh, the. It's the son. It's the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm not. I can't remember what the son's first name is, um, but the his father's name is Shad Khan. But uh, yeah, yeah. I could they're they're Middle Eastern. Yeah. No. The, yeah, they are. Okay. Um, yeah. The the fact I, I had heard that too. I'm just hoping that uh, they're not exclusive to the point where they won't do Madison Square Garden. We'll see. Because what's interesting so is that what what's interesting is that um this this all elite wrestling that that they've put together has filed a trademark for uh Double or Nothing, which is the name of the uh which is the name that they had wanted to use for an all in two. So it uh but maybe maybe the idea is that they're going to that this guy's going to invest in the all in product and maybe they won't be you know, I just all I know is that in about five weeks we're gonna have a, a lot better idea of where things are going. Right, and well, it, I, it can't get here any sooner because I'm tired of stressing out about guys, it. If I were those guys, I wouldn't sign a long-term deal with them, but maybe work out a deal with ROH to do like that could help launch them. You know what I mean? Right. Like have it working the storyline at Madison Square Garden, how they're going to beat everybody up and then take off to their own company type deal. I, I will I and will say they, that if you've been watching some talent. Yeah. I would say if you've Go been ahead. watching the last couple of episodes of Being the Elite, 
uh, n- none of that gives you any indication that they actually want to work for WWE. Yeah, I've, I've, the only one that I could see um, going over right now is uh, Page, the Hangman Page. Yeah, but I, I honestly, and I had I, I yelled about this on Twitter the other day because they were talking about why isn't so and so being brought up to the main roster? Like honestly, if you are, unless you're a person that is not in a financially secure position, how could you watch any of those shows and go? Man, I sure really want to be on there where I'll be lost in the shuffle and not really anyone's going to pay attention to me. Like everyone, someone was talking about um, um, who's the uh, the prince guy, the guy that kind of does the prince act, um, Velveteen Dream. He, uh, they're like, oh, how yeah. come? How come they haven't called him up yet? It's like. Why why rush a guy with a character like that up to the main roster where Vince is going to get bored with him after 3 weeks and then it's going to be, you know, he'll be jobbing with Ty Dillinger and um No Way Jose and like I just I don't understand like being on NXT is not a negative. Just let them, you know, just let them do their thing before they're chewed up and spit out and anyway people have people are not have not been enjoying the wrestling conversation (laughs) lately so i'll move on from that last thing um everyone that's been listening to this show knows how much i love uh infinity wars and the marvel movies the rumors are starting to swirl that uh a trailer could be coming out soon and apparently there's conversations about they're, it's going to be a. They're going to mark. Marvel's going to market this movie in a drastically different way than they've ever marketed a movie before. And it got me thinking, like, why show any footage from the new movie at all? Because, like, is there maybe one out of a hundred persons that saw uh, Infinity War that's not going to go see the second one? Who, yeah, who, I, who saw who saw that movie and is gonna be like, yeah, I don't really need to see how this story ends. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in this cliffhanger. I think what they should do is just troll everybody and do a trailer that's just a pile of ash, a pile of ash, a pile like it. It segues from different scenes, right? But it's just different piles of ashes. Yeah, and then don't give anything else. No, I, I, just you know flash what? Up the date. I want them to not give anything. I want zero new footage. I don't want to know. Give me some, like, give me a Tony Stark voiceover and a Cap voiceover. Maybe it's like, oh, this is, you know, this is the end game. We knew this was coming. Blah 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 blah. What do we do now? And it's just, you know, not. Yeah, give me nothing. And I'll be happy because it's going to be insane. And the less uh, the less I've actually the less of it I see, the happier I am. Now, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but I never hear it said by anyone. So, on a lot of teaser trailers and a lot of um, footage that you've seen from Infinity War, they show a scene where it's on Wakanda, caps in the lead. Um, with uh, um, with Panther and and a couple other people, but behind him is Hulk. Have you seen? Have you ever noticed this? Oh yeah, yeah. Hulk is never on Wakanda. 
Banner Banner fights Banner fights well, in the suit. Banner is never Hulk on Wakanda. Right, yeah. I don't understand. Exactly. I've seen I, I've I seen that, that I've seen that clip. Thought. I've seen that clip 150 times. I don't understand why why they continue to show it. Like why why was that put in as the promotion? That happens on a lot of movies though. Like if you look, they've got stuff that they ended up not using. I know uh for example, Suicide Squad had a lot of that where the teaser trailer had a lot of stuff that never ended up in the movie, which obviously if you're Marvel, you don't want to be doing the same thing as DC right now right? because they suck. But um, it, it happened. I, I think that's what it was, though. I think it was uh, they, they had different cuts of the movie where different stuff happened, and that just slips through. And I, fi- I mean, I'm fine with that for like the early stuff, but now they're when they're like re-releasing stuff and doing stuff for the Blu-ray and stuff like that. I just don't understand why they feel the need to like not fix that. It just bothers me every time I see it. It pisses me off. I'm like, Banner <laughs> is not Hulk on that fucking planet uh, on Earth ever. <sighs> so annoying. It's also possible I've seen that movie too many goddamn times. Yeah, quite a few. I, I agree with you though when you said you said before that that beginning part of Infinity Wars is some of the best cinema ever. Oh, it's so good. It, it's just beautifully done. Of course, of course, it doesn't top. It doesn't. It does not top uh, Thor uh, showing up at Wakanda. Which, if uh, any of you are on my Snapchat uh, and were following along the other night, I drunkenly uh, posted uh, while watching that. And screaming and yelling and being all giddy for a minute. Uh, I don't know if you didn't see it. I I did save it. I'll send it to you so you can enjoy. Uh, you can enjoy that. It's uh, it, it was a good one. I posted. I, a, I, it. I, 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 po- I posted a picture of uh of Groot uh getting ready to put the put the axe together. Uh, I was like, it just said like, uh, excuse me, I'm about to get a boner. Which is true. <laughs> I did get sexually aroused at that point, but. Uh, you know what can I say? So one of the th- real quick before we finish up with uh, with the Marvel conversation here, um, there's been a lot of talk about when the teaser gets released. Do you uh, do you have a thought on when that might be? Because a lot of people thought that uh, it might have happened already. Um, there's some people that think that it may happen uh, after. Uh, so Collider, uh, the website Collider.com has a Q and A and screening with the Russo brothers. Um, uh, for Infinity War on Wednesday night, so some people are thinking that maybe they'll um, show the sneak peek to that audience and then release it to people. Um, what do you? When do you think that they should release it? Because I I have another idea, but I want to hear what you I think. think. I think it definitely happens before Christmas, but I I would actually like to see it. I don't I don't know that they would ever do this, but why not do it like a Christmas Eve, like. Here's a present to all the Marvel fans. Right. So drop it on Christmas. So here's here's my thought, and it kind of goes along with that. So of course, uh, Marvel is owned by Disney. Disney, of course, owns ABC and owns ESPN. Uh, You know this because your son is a big basketball fan. Christmas is wall to wall basketball. Um, They have they have a game that starts at eleven in the morning all the way through to a game that tips off at 9.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Christmas. So they have wall-to-wall games. The major primetime game of, of Christmas 
is a little matchup that basketball fans are going to be interested in. Uh, it's a little something called the Los Angeles Lakers and a guy you may have heard of uh, called LeBron James. Um, he's pretty good at basketball. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's good. Taking on this other team that people are, are real fond of called the Golden uh, – let me get this is it right. Golden State Warriors. I believe they've won a couple championships. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of that. I like it. I like it. So that is the prime. That's the prime time. That's the prime time game. It tips off at eight o'clock Eastern, five in the West. Halftime of that game. Drop the trailer. I, I, I like your thought there. I think that's good as on a business end too. I, I don't think that's a, a bad idea. And then after the game, wait. Drop it at halftime, then after the game, release it online. Yeah, because you got – plus you have you have three games before that. So you have games that start at, at noon, noon Eastern time. So you spend eight hours promoting, hey, stick around. When you guys come back and watch the L.A. Golden State game, we're debuting the Marvel trailer for the, the Avengers trailer. You're going to want to stick around. You promote it all day. You're using all of your brand platforms. You own it all. So why not use it? Why pay to have your ad run on someone else's stuff? It's all money that goes to the same, the same kitty at the end of the day. It's all just different arms of the same beast. So that's, that's what I would do. Your money, man. You get got to get that uh, idea out there too. Now, now some people would say there's a lot of a lot of holiday movies that are coming out that you may want to stick this trailer in front of, which I mean I guess is fine. But it go it really to me it goes back to who who do you really need to try to sell on this movie? Like are, you're gonna get maybe a there's three percent of people that are gonna like oh that Avengers thing. Yeah, maybe I'll go see that. Like I just don't like who's who. If you saw if you saw Infinity War, you're gonna go see the next one. Like I just, so I think you should just use as of, as much as your brand as much of your brands as possible to, you know, just get as much out of it as you can. So that's just my thoughts on that. But or do they have a movie coming out this holiday that they're a little worried about the box office on that mm. you could tie that to? I mean, I guess Marvel fans just because. I guess you could stick it on in front of uh, Into the Spider Verse, the uh, the animated yeah, Spider Man movie. But people are pretty excited about that movie, so I don't really think that they're too worried about that. Yeah, don't need, that one doesn't need a, that big of a boost. I don't. No, I wouldn't think so. And then, as far as, uh. <laughs> what's uh what other movies because obviously no one gives they're not going to put it in front of uh in uh, maybe uh maybe dc should beg them to put it in front of aquaman so that's (laughs) 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 hey uh um we'll we'll cut it eh, maybe that's that uh wouldn't would not necessarily surprise me I'm just looking through the uh the movies to be released yet. Um uh hey, you know, they're doing a re-release of Deadpool 2 the second week of December. They're not strapped into that. Uh, What's that? They're not going to strap that 
the Marvel wouldn't strap it to uh, Deadpool too. It'd have to be something that they spent a ton of money on that their yeah early forecasts aren't showing are going to be that good. I don't know that they have a movie like that. I still uh, I like your idea better anyway. Put it out during the middle of the basketball game. Yeah, I'm looking for for your for your thoughts. Uh, yeah, it it does not seem that uh, there's anything that falls into that uh, that line of thought. So I think with that. We uh, will wrap up this episode of Just Another Why Guys Podcast. Why don't you go ahead and promote uh, promote your wonderful podcast to the people, sir? I do a little show called The Start Contrast. It comes out twice a week, once on Monday and once on Friday. We uh, do typically quick hitter episodes, you know, not too super long unless I've got a long-form interview. So I try to keep it short and sweet, and that tends to be – more approved by the fans so that's what we go with and uh i recently did a episode with my son and been getting a lot of good feedback on that so if anybody wants to listen the start contrast it's on all the podcasting platforms be sure to check that out i of course have guested on the program a couple of times and uh rod has been kind enough to share some of his evening with me he's going to head back out on the road deliver more of those holiday packages bringing you all of that holiday cheer so remember like we said if you got a regular fedex guy or a regular ups guy you know give them some holiday love either you know in a form of a handy or maybe some money or a gift card you know whatever works only if you preferably you know, eh, we won't say that, but just show them some love this holiday season. <laughs> They're working hard to make sure that uh, you can give all the joy to your family and loved ones this holiday season. That's it for this week's episode of Just Another Why Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with more fun stuff next week. Hope that uh, you've enjoyed the show. Please follow us, rate us, review, all that good stuff. You know how to do that at this point. We're out of here. Always protect the five hole. Hey Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, 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 too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.